Andrew's back. I'm back. Back again. Back again with episode 35, part dose. Yeah. Where you been? Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, 2,400 miles away. That in the, like, that's a long way. The beautiful land of Washington, District of Columbia. That's the long term. Yeah, that's the long term. Yeah. Yep. I was across the country in D.C. for a work conference. and uh, So you abandoned me is what you did. Um, I wouldn't say that. Uh, that's pretty much what you did. Well, <laughs> paycheck. Pay- yeah. and no, I get it. It's yeah. fine. I yeah. totally understand. But, uh, but you're back now, and that's all that matters. So let's roll. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Part twos. Part uh, dose. 35.1. I think that's what I was calling it in my solo episode that you didn't listen 35.1? to. 35.1? Yeah. I think I did 35.1 and you're doing 35.2. So it's like iOS. Like yeah. we're, we're releasing iOS 1001, 1000.1. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Which I think they're on, what, 12 now? iOS 12 just came out. Yeah, I just uh, I just did it. For, for those of you who have... Okay, I'm an Apple fanboy. Brian's an Apple fanboy. Sure am. Whatever. Take your ga- galaxies and go somewhere else. But um, <laughs> So if you haven't yet download and upgrade to ios 12 because if you have a iphone 10 or even one of the newer ones and you hate that you had to do the to close apps you had to get a hold of the bottom and swipe up a little bit and then you got to hold down on the apps and wait for the red you know minus symbol to pop on the app and then you could swipe them all down and ios 12 is fixed just swipe up from the bottom and then whoop um, none of that makes any sense to me because I'm still using an iPhone 6s plus people who have iPhone 10s will, uh, so I'm like, what will recognize I just double clicked a home button and now swap <laughs> and then they go away. <laughs> so apparently I'm getting my new phone, uh, Friday. Sweet. So going, uh, X max, X max, XS, the XS max. I'm jealous. The big guy. I just have to make the decision. Do I want a 256? Or a five twelve, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> if the if a five twelve is available, I'm probably going to go for it. Why not? What the hell? What the hell? They're expensive. They're like uh, just as expensive as buying a laptop. Now, yep, it's a little ridiculous. So, all right. Well, you were gone, so you abandoned me, and that's fine. But you're back now, and I'm so happy. Uh, so we're gonna do thirty five point two. And then we're going to do 36. Pick up sticks. And then maybe if we feel special, we'll do... No, we're not going to do 37. Are you kidding me? Although, I, I can guarantee you what the score of the Seahawks-Rams game will be. So, there's that. Um, I want to talk to you about DC because I love DC. And, you know, we still want our our uh, our listeners to get to know us and all that good stuff. So, uh, what was your favorite thing about our nation's capital? My favorite thing... Uh... <laughs> It's weird. It's definitely weird to say, but my my favorite thing, and maybe it's just because it was the thing that I appreciated the most, and in seeing and, and visiting, and just kind of, you know, you're you get kind of alone in your thoughts. But going to Arlington, if you if you go to D.C., I highly recommend going to Arlington National Cemetery, and you know, obviously they have the um, uh, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier there. That was, I mean, very. It's weird to try to use like it was very cool, like you know, you know what I mean. They don't want to use that word. Um, but yeah, I get you. 
that that I mean that was that was great to see. Um, you have the uh, John F. Kennedy Memorial. Um, it's just a it's kind of mind blowing how big that place is, how big that piece of property is. So definitely something to check out when you're there. Uh, I would say my my second because I didn't I didn't realize how big it was, but the Lincoln Memorial was pretty. That was pretty awesome. The memorials there in general are cool. Yeah. I liked the Jefferson Memorial was my favorite. Um, I liked uh, Thomas Jefferson. I, I'm a history buff, so I, the, Thomas Jefferson is one of my favorites. Um, but the Lincoln Memorial, you're right, is – and we were talking about that the other night, how mm-hmm. it's uh, even at night it's even crazier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the, and, the, and actually had a little history lesson myself, though, because in maybe maybe I did learn it and didn't know or whatever, but I didn't know that you um, – you can't build a structure in D.C. higher than the Washington Monument. See, I didn't know that either. And that was... Until you said it. It was... Did they have the Washington Monument? I, Were you able to like... No, no, no. It's, it still, it's all under construction, okay. yeah. Um, but you kind of... You notice, you know, D.C., it is a fairly big city, but you, you get into it and you it's not... It doesn't feel big like when you go to New York City where that's just miles and miles oh, and miles yeah. of skyscrapers. Nuts. I mean, it's... It's weird when you, you there's certain parts in New York City where you can stand and look down the street and you just it looks like mountains but they're you know skyscrapers. Uh, DC's a little bit more obviously just everything's kind of chopped off at the top but it was a good trip. The weather uh, a little humid. It was a little humid um, and for those uh, people, well not those people I guess. What us, do you mean those people? Actually, no. Yeah, those people on the west side who really enjoy that uh, Pacific Northwest weather, that's what you would have had over there. I, I didn't enjoy that at all when I went to D.C. It was uh, like 100 degrees with 100% humidity. <laughs> it was gross. Your shirt like stuck to you when you were walking around. Uh, no. It, no. The temperature wasn't too bad. It was you know high 70s, low 80s, but still 90, 95, 100% humidity. But uh, gross. there was a couple days where it did. It poured, and it poured hard. Yeah, you showed me that one video. That yeah. was uh, that was insane. Uh, they definitely get the rats st- came out. They get <laughs> oh, they definitely get some storms over there. That's for sure. So yeah. um, that's Washington Redskins country. So did you get a chance to wear my Cowboys gear in Redskins country? You bet your ass. Yeah, I you're did. Bet- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. And I wore Cowboys gear in New York City last year. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, were you able to watch the game when you got there? I did. So. Uh, obviously we had to fly out that Sunday. Lame. It did. I, I'm so, I was so bummed that it I didn't totally get to watch that game. Us. Yeah, I know. But, um, we got to DC at about, see the kickoff, uh, was four twenty five. Four twenty five Eastern we, time. We landed at, I want to say we landed at like four o'clock Woo. and then obviously got to get through the airport, get your luggage and then get a cab and all that. So anyways, by the time we got back, uh, we got to our hotel about four thirty ish. So I had my phone out and was just watching that. And everybody was like, "What are you doing?" I was watching. I'm watching the game. And then they're, "Oh, okay. Can I? Can I? Can I, <laughs> can peek, I get it on can, that? Can I peek?" <laughs> um, just got checked in the hotel and then obviously asked the the concierge, "Hey, sports bar close? Yeah, and give so me he, something." So he pointed us one. It actually wasn't too far away. So we got to we were able to get to a sports bar, which um, was actually it was fun to watch. Um, that game at that sports bar because it wasn't a even though it was in DC it wasn't a DC fans it was a um, you know they had all the flags of the teams out front there was um, 
fans for every team just packed in that place. So it, it was it was a fun atmosphere. Um, but yeah, we got to sit down, have some good food, good beer, watch the game. Wasn't too good for me, but uh, that's all right. It's okay. And I did get to, um, and I've mentioned it before. If this is your first time listening or, or you know, tuning in, thank you, welcome. Uh, but I, as a Cowboys fan, can't stand most Cowboy fans. So, and I got to see a prime example of that at the bar. Did you? Yes, I did. You want to tell us about it? Sure. Let's jump right into it. Well, I mean, uh, I was going to hit on International Podcast Day, but if you want to tell this story. Let's tell this story. Okay. I Hey, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm excited. You're all ears. I'm, well, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a, there's a couple reasons why most Cowboy fans I can't stand. Because um, they're annoying? The, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good part of it. Um, but this particular fella, um, who happened to be from Washington state. You're right. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> so Just. this, this particular fella, uh, <laughs> him and his wife are from Washington state. They're from Olympia. That she, explains it. She being a, uh, big Seahawks fan and he being a Cowboys fan. Do they have a podcast? <clears throat> I don't think so. Oh. So we're better than them. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, the outcome of the game. Dallas lost 24-13. Didn't even feel that close. It felt like it was 45-3. to I mean, it was just just an ass whooping. Um, so this guy is sitting. He's sitting across the way from me. We're, we're, we're in outside seating, but we're undercover because it was dumping rain. Um, but he's sitting kind of across. And everybody I'm with, obviously, is all Seahawks fans. Um, and the game starts to wind down. Obviously, it's like their game's, game's done. Then he so then he starts turning into well I'm just gonna make a scene and be that guy was he drunk uh, I'd say he's probably a little hammered yeah so obviously being so that drunk had a little bit of it in but public. still the game game ends and of course his wife's you know giving him the the razz and it's like okay whatever um, but then he decides to just start like yelling. And then you know, they're, they're we were they're sitting on we were sitting on like metal aluminum tables or whatever tabletops, and he just slams his phone down. I mean, it was it was loud, and then the whole room just kind of gets you kind of get that uncomfortable. Like it's like, come on, man. It, okay, do that at home. Yeah, you know, in your own space. But when you're out when out in amongst, public and with your maybe your friends and and when you're out yeah. with when there's a group of you know other people around don't don't be that jackass that does that you know you can be upset you can be mad i was but you didn't see me throwing my stuff around um he did that in his and, room and later <laughs> I, did, I did that in my hotel room can i have three extra pillows please <laughs> and a knife um, but the um you know when we were sitting there was there's charger fans there was uh, viking i mean and everybody was just looking at this guy and and of course he's just decked out in cowboys gear like oh thanks dude yeah appreciate great. it yeah yeah so anywho, giving us all a great name yeah exactly those are the fans i can't stand and every fan base has them i mean my my fan base has them so yeah it's uh yeah you're right do that at home with your friends like let them witness that and maybe they won't be your friends anymore well and, and <laughs> it was just well, one of those guys when you're watching the game and, and literally every time the ball is snapped he's throw it deep throw it deep I'm like that's not how this game is played that's like the the 
the spectator at a golf event <laughs> when they tee off. <laughs> Get in the hole! <laughs> it's like a par five. Yeah. This is a, they hit a driver. Get in the hole! Really? <laughs> Stop it. Stupid. That was a lot easier. Maybe I should just try to get the hole in the first time every time. <laughs> every time. would work out great. Um, all right. So before we, I, I get your full thoughts on the Cowboys game, we're not going to take too long because you're already past it. We're a week ahead. But I do want to get there because, you know, everyone missed sure. you. Sure. Everyone missed you so much. Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, it was International Podcast Day on Sunday, and I just want to just mention it real quick because – now we're part of that. Hashtag International Podcast Day. Is that a, really a hashtag? That's a long one. <clears throat> Didn't see it hashtag out there. IPS. Hi. <laughs> hashtag King of Queens. I, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hashtags. <laughs> I'm very confused. Anyway, I just wanted to, to a quick thank you to all of our listeners. That's it. Appreciate see it. See how easy that was? Uh, we're approaching 2,500 downloads, which is amazing. So thank you. All right. As you said, my Seahawks beat your Cowboys. <sighs> <laughs> and you said 24-13. What felt, a time to be alive. Felt, <laughs> felt more like, what did you say, 45-13? 45-3. Yeah. Or, well, see, it didn't even feel close to that for me. In fact, on my side of it, I felt lucky to win the game because um, of many things. And you can go back and listen to 35 Part 1. Uh, you too actually can go back and listen to <laughs> 35 part one and, and see what I actually thought. But so try and think back. Oh, I'm there. Okay. You're there. I'm you're, back in that mindset. You're, you're, okay. Uh, you're in your hotel room. You're going to throw some shit. Um, w- give us your thoughts on, on the game. Just overall. I mean, obviously the first quarter went scoreless and it was going to be, I was like, so when I uh, was on the Seahawks podcast, I said it, it's probably going to end up being a defensive game. Yeah. That's how it started. First quarter, nil-nil. That's what it looked like. It was just back and forth. And then came second quarter. Seattle went up 17-3. I was like, okay, Dallas, need, we really need to start moving the ball here. You're not doing anything. Zeke's able to run the ball, and that's about it. Get to the red zone and stall. Yep. Um, so just watching all of that, was that was the most frustrating because as has, as it's been all season so far, Dallas's defense has actually been really good, yeah. and they've been keeping them in the game. Um, but this one, you just they just couldn't get moving, and then when they would, penalties would kill them. And um, it was just it was one it was that one of those games is just so frustrating to watch as you know as a Cowboys fan. Hey, I watched it as a Seahawks fan. And I was <laughs> I was plenty frustrated. Trust me. Um. So Zeke trying to, I mean, Zeke, Zeke, like you said, he was able to run, but they all end up being empty yards because there was no, there was, was no, nothing. there was no cashing in. Right. Right. You know, he, I think he had a hundred and forty yards rushing. I mean, he had a, obviously a great day, but couldn't get into the end zone. And then obviously he had the, the fumble. And then the thing, in my opinion, that kind of turned the tide of the game, because I thought that Dallas was starting to get on a roll was that, uh, touchdown that he scored that was called back yeah. he stepped out of bounds he admitted he said i should have you know game awareness i need to know where i'm at that's the that's the right thing to say but to me it's like it's not like his whole body was out i mean he's yeah his you're, you're foot, one little foot his foot just kind of touched the line and you know that happens whatever. to everybody but i think that um once that got called back i think that kind of sucked the air out of everything and then from there it was just all downhill and then it was the 
opportunistic Seattle D showed up. You had Earl Thomas, two picks, you know, it was like, okay, well, there's that. But I will say, um, you know, in the fourth quarter, it was obviously it was over. I mean, Dallas was able to score that TD, but I mean, it was, that was about it. Um, everybody was wanting to leave. I was like, no, no, no. Well, you guys can go. I'm going to sit and watch because I want to see because they're getting their ass kicked and it's loud. Seattle was loud. It was the home opener. Um, so you knew going in, it was going to be a hard game no matter what. Um, they're away from home. They're in a loud stadium. They're getting their ass kicked. Let's see if they quit. And did they watching towards the end? I didn't see any quit. Okay. That's a big, that's a big tell whether or not, yep. you know, Garrett is going to be fired. Well, yeah, because you certainly don't want to see that from your team at all, any team. Right. So, and that, that speaks directly to coaching. So, uh, I had a question about Dak. Now, take out what this last weekend that just happened, because obviously he was much better um, in this last game. But after the Seattle game, at least when I was watching stuff on sports center or listening to media stuff you were doing that stuff i was doing all you're listening stuff. to the brainwashing well no it's not brainwashing <laughs> but I, but they everyone brought up some good points you you've, you're you're looking at actually even into today listening to uh, your favorite guy cowherd uh as i know you love him so much the <laughs> uh is in your opinion as the, as the cowboys fan that you are knowledgeable about football and your team is he I don't want to say is he the one, <laughs> but do you honestly believe that he is your future as the quarterback or is right? Are his struggles that he's having so far this season? Cause you got to admit your first three games struggled. Oh yeah. So is that him regressing even more or is it a, is it a, is it a problem with the play calling or is it other factors? And he still has the chance to be, the next great in Dallas. What I mean. So you saw him in 2016. Yeah. I mean, obviously took the league by storm. He was, and had one of the best rookie seasons you could ever have. Um, for me right now, no, he is not the future as it stands right now. He needs to finish out this year. If he finishes out this year strong and it continue, continues to improve, he, he has all the tools to be a great quarterback. I really like him. I really enjoy watching him play right now though. He has not earned that, uh, career deal right from Dallas um, right now I, this for me at least for this year you know the, yes the play calling has been an issue the line's been an issue wide receivers every from top to bottom everything has been an issue and this is also the first year that I mean obviously he's always had Zeke who is a great you saw it against Detroit he's the in my opinion the best running back in the league um, but now this is the first year we're kind of you know you got no no des des isn't there you got no witten so there's two big pieces of leadership on that offense um so far and we don't know if he's going to come back you got travis frederick out so he's he is missing some pretty big pieces that that he's had since 16 but um i think he's just i think he's in that phase where he's trying to he's trying to he's trying to do too much in some games and i think when the offense doesn't get rolling early or get in a rhythm early, then it's just, you just can't get comfortable and then try you know, too hard. And he's, he's not that kind of quarterback that can just throw a, a game. He's not a, he's not a Ron. 
who you know doesn't doesn't matter what the score is. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's, he's never out of it. He's never out of it. Dak's not there yet. So when I was listening to Cowherd today, and I'm so sorry I was. Please forgive me. But every <laughs> once in a while, he has a, a valid point. So he was talking, and I think it was Trent Dilfer he was talking to. He talked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Trent Baxter boy up. <laughs> so calm down here. So, but uh, I laugh when I hear Trent Dilfer on Colin's show now because it's it shows him and Schlereth, uh, Mark Schlereth. Yeah. I'm like, see, this is why you guys got fired from ESPN <laughs> because you actually don't know what you're talking about and you suck. But Trent Dilfer brought up a good point. Cowhart's sitting here talking about how the Cowboys need to move need to move on. They need to finish out the season. You're in a you're in a, a unique spot in the next draft because all the bad teams look to have their quarterbacks. Finally, so the quarterback out of Oregon, who is a should be a number one draft pick, where is he going to go? Because the bad teams have their quarterbacks, and so he was trying to say, well, Dallas should be looking that direction in drafting a quarterback. And Trent came on and said that it wasn't. Yes, you could do that, but he thinks that it's more that he doesn't have that target with Des gone, and he doesn't have that big outside target. That that's one of his problems. And if he had another another talent in there at wide receiver, that he would actually be looking a lot better th- with better play calling. I think he needs he needs. Um, I think with wide receivers would be okay. I think what he really needs and what the offense really needs is a big time tight end. There you go. I think that's what they need. Yeah, I could see that for sure. So, but but if you want to talk futures and, and quarterbacks, I. I this, can't remember what his name. Do you know what his name is? I don't, know what, his, yeah, I don't know what his. I can't remember. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't say next year. I would say if you're going to think about that the year after, because then I think uh, Tua from Alabama is going to come available, and everything you've seen from him, you know, as a freshman starting the national championship or coming in in the national championship. I mean, he's kids got it. So, but as of no, for right now, no. Dak Dak is not the future, and he hasn't earned that either. Justin Herbert. Is the Oregon quarterback? He, uh, I think Colin makes a good point in that not just for Dallas, but yes, the bad the bad teams, which is weird, their quarterback, which is really. I mean, we're the Jets have Darnold, the Browns have have Mayfield. I mean, you you even I mean Rosen and I mean all these teams they finally have their guys. I mean, look at what Mahomes is doing. You got Trubisky, and yeah, and he had an amazing game. We'll get to that, Uh, but it's. I think that we're going to have uh, in our – we'll do a live stream again for our draft in this next year. It's going to be a, a very unique because you're not going to have that. Cleveland's not – unfortunately, Cleveland's not going to be there. I'm telling you, they'll, be, they'll probably be picking 14, 15. You still think they're going to win nine? Yep. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay, so went through that. Got my question answered. Uh, we, did our, you, we did our game picks when you got Did back. you like the answer? I did. <laughs> Yeah, it did. Your your uh your knowledge about your team continues to just baffle me cuz I don't know shit. Just follow along. Die. Hey. It's what's it's what makes our show so great. So great. So great. It is the greatest show. Um so we picked after you got back, we did our picks and uh you, uh, you know, we t- we're tied now, so that's cool. 34-34. 34-34. You got 8 right. I'm not quite sure uh, screw you for picking Arizona to beat Seattle. Uh, that was ridiculous and rude. And uh, 
Anything else on here that jumps out that I'm just like, oh my God, why would you even pick that? Uh, you and I both were were uh, stupid in thinking that uh, Fitzmagic was going to continue. <laughs> oh man, I know. <laughs> It's over. When I think, didn't I pick Miami? You and I both picked Miami oh, to beat they New got England. Stomped. I'm not sure why we did that either, uh, but they got stomped. So, yeah. Oops. Anyway. Oopsie. Uh, anyway, so is there anything you want to add about the Cowboys Seattle game before we move on? Um. Well, it was a. I might have said it after the Carolina game, but uh, it was the ass kicking that was just like Denver last year. Where they went up and just, I mean, got whooped. So, thankfully, it's early in the season. It's only twenty four thirteen, man. But it's just no. It it was a it was a physical whooping. Well, so on the since we've started this podcast, um, my team is two and zero against your team. Yeah. So I think that makes me better than you for now. For <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there that uh, you know there's. There's that. Well, uh, I was actually going to bring this up since we're talking Seattle and Dallas. Um, did you watch the Romo Football Life? No. Do I need to watch it? Yes, watch okay. it. I know you'll enjoy it by far, and you'll probably shed a tear. But I totally... You will. <laughs> oh, I will. Yes, you will. Okay. Um, completely and totally forgot. So in this whole, you know, the reason why we do the show is because, obviously, I'm a big Cowboys fan. You're a big Seahawks fan, and there's over the past 10 years or so, there's been a lot of kind of just this weird rivalry slash just things are, have seemed to happen between these two teams. I totally forgot that, um, Romo's very first start for the preseason was against Seattle in 2006. I totally forgot that as well. So his first, did we break us back there too? No, Oh no, he, he lit Seattle up. Oh, well there's that. Um, so yeah, his very first preseason start was, so, was against was against Seattle. Oh six, so obvi- that would have been and then, ob- and then obviously the end of 06 was the playoff bo- uh, bobble. But then you had everything that happened between 06 to you know the final preseason game in Seattle. So it was like he started and he ended, you know, in Seattle. Here's what I want Romo to do because I have yet to be able to watch a game where he's in the booth this year, and I miss him already. It's weird. I would think that they should stick him in a room and have all the games on TVs and just have him talk. Just have him be just, the new Siciliano. Just have him just do, yeah, just do all of it and not even just like red zone. Just have him like looking and just catching things and like, oh, they're going to do this and oh, this team's going to I, – I, I would love that. He So obviously the big knock on him, and we'll, we won't talk about this very long, but the big knock on him is obviously he never won the big one. Okay. You They ask him about it and he goes, look, I'm I'm undrafted. I went to a small school. I made it onto arguably the biggest team in the world. America's team. Starting quarterback. Had a great statistical career. You know, got wife, kids. Now I'm in the broadcast booth. He goes, I I think I did pretty well. Yeah. I mean, he goes, and he's perfectly happy. And it was just like, you know what? That's. Damn, Marino never got a ring. for, For a lot of people, yeah, the ring would be nice, but. Maybe there. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of people who have a ring, and that's not satisfying. Well, yeah. I mean, to say look at. I, I always laugh at the the ring argument because, like I just said, Marino never got one. Uh, and you look at some of the quarterbacks that have, uh, Flacco, like he got one, and really, yeah, yeah, Dilfer, Dilfer, okay, <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of them that got the one, and you're like Ray Lewis and Ed Reed got Dilfer ring. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, okay, so the ring, yeah, it's a great thing, but really, <laughs> yeah. So, 
Um, all right. So to transition, I want to talk. Uh, Mike Leach had another great one. I love my boy, Mike Leach. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Um, as we transition. Who are undefeated. Undefeated. Don't, uh, don't be sleeping on the uh, Washington State Cougars. They are undefeated. Uh, Huskies have a loss. God, that's so sad. Sorry, Dennis from Ohio. I'm sure you're <laughs> screaming in your vehicle right now. Uh, he needs an ACL. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Leach is, uh, of course, the coach at WSU, and he is also um, just very entertaining in his uh, pressers. pressers. And he's just a weirdo. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It. He's just a just a weirdo, a soundbite machine. But he, oh, he is. And last season was great. And we're already on a roll. So he <laughs> he, he said this week. There's nothing balanced about 50% pass and 50% run. That's 50% stupid. <laughs> it's just. And you know what, though? It's so great is he's 100% correct. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. All right. All right. So episode 36 welcome we're gonna let's we're gonna recap we're gonna go through our nfl sports the usual stuff we'll talk about this week's games you guys are uh primetime game right primetime in houston in houston playing the uh the texans and i have you got a funny texan story do you yeah, oh, i heard it this morning oh i can't wait <laughs> good old jared jones on the, on the oh fan. shit oh shit <laughs> uh and then uh the, the rams are coming to seattle um <laughs> Yeah, oof is the right. Like, oh, good God. And we'll do our game picks. We'll do our, our uh, we got a couple things in the mailbag this week. And uh, yeah, should be a fun little episode, even though we've already done some of it. <laughs> um, all right. So, recap real quick the games that just happened. So, let me get into it. Happy mood now. Yes, change your, <laughs> get out of the Seattle game and then uh, jump right into what happened. With your team this week, what went down? Dak looked better. So stats, 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 stats. Stat, stat. What got ass kicked in Seattle? Dallas falls to one and two, and now here comes Detroit, who, for some reason, when Matt Stafford comes back to Texas to play, he always plays well, and it sucks. And screw that guy. He, um, he yeah, he just. I don't know what it is. You ready? It's just, it's just a Texas thing. Well, yeah, I hate that guy. He has been – you want to talk about a quarterback that has been an absolute disappointment? I think he's one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You ready for your awesome and your bummer? Sure. All right. Awesome. LVE, Leighton Van Der Esch. My boy. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> All um, that down. So, obviously, in years past, Sean Lee goes down. The defense completely just falls apart. This year, however, Ooh, this you have year. Leighton Vander Esch back there, and he's the kid's starting to put it together. He looks he looks good. He still makes a few mistakes every now and then, but it's they're getting fewer and fewer. You know, in between uh, in between when he makes those mistakes, but he was flying around. And he's rapping well, which I can't. I mean, yeah, it's cool sometimes when you can put a shoulder in someone and they go down, and you're you know you're big and you're fast, but. There's nothing better than watching a beautifully executed, just ex- executed rap. I knew you meant. And, you know, get him on the ground. 
Um, Careful, though. You don't want to land with all your weight. No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> land with all your weight. You wrap and get him on the ground. You know, and then roll. And roll. It's the good old, like, hug and roll thing. Yeah. Like, come yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just watching watching the progress he's made from the preseason and week one to now. Definitely excited for how he looks, you know, come weeks 13, 14, 15. I mean, he, he looks good. Um, Great for the next one. Yeah. All right. So that was your awesome. I was waiting for the sound. You're waiting for the sound. The official sound. Bummer. Bummer this week. Um, and it's not so much because of his play because he played as good as you could play the cornerback position, but uh, Chidobe Awuze, he just... Say that name five times fast. <laughs> for whatever reason, Matt Stafford decided to be like pinpoint accurate in only a way that a wide receiver could possibly make a catch and threw it at Cheeto every time. And he always had great coverage. And somehow they'd come away with, come, come away with the couch, come away with the catch. And I think I think he had about 120, 124 yards in a TD uh, scored against him. Um, but when you actually watch watch how he was playing, it's just it, it's really unfortunate. It's definitely a bummer. It's definitely a bummer. I love our sounds, <laughs> cheesy as can be. But you know what? It's our show. Oh yeah, but yeah. Uh, Dallas gets the win, twenty six twenty four on the uh, on the right boot of Brett Maher. Maher. Uh, as to, um, let's see, I think he kicked four field goals this game. Four, including the winner. Uh, so he had a busy day. And the story goes that uh, when he was lining up to kick, Stephen Jones looked over at Jerry and said, gave him kind of an elbow in the chest and said, you know, if he misses this, it's South America for us, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. But no, Maher, he looked good, came through, hit the game winner, and that's all she wrote. Um, Dak, much improved. The offense as a whole, much improved over the previous week in Seattle. You know, they were throwing it downfield. Dak was showing he he is accurate when he throws downfield. Um, Offensive line played fantastic. Zeke had another monstrous day, and he had 157 yards rushing, plus another 80 80 yards receiving on top of it um, to which the big one was in the fourth quarter in the clutch when they were trying to get down into field goal position. Um, Dak dropped it right over his shoulder and it was a, it was a butte, <laughs> a real butte. It was a butte. And I really, I really hope that they, they get him the ball more in um, positions like that. You know, putting him, is that not something mo- they do very often? Motioning him out. No, it, it hasn't been, but one of the big things with him coming out of college is he is a great receiver. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a complete three down back. Um, but that, that play was, it was a thing of beauty. Real beauty. Oh yeah. Uh, but no top to bottom offense looked much, much more improved. Um, and then again, the defense, Demarcus Lawrence, three more sacks. Detroit gave up three sacks through the first three weeks and then gave up three to Demarcus Lawrence. And there's actually, kind of interesting so his name isn't really one you see out there often you see Watt, you see mac you see uh von miller you see those kinds of guys but 
Marcus Lawrence is leading the league in sacks right now, five and a half. Is he? Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Um, my what what I think, and it, we'll see what happens come Sunday night. But he needs to have that kind of game in prime time. Yeah, three sacks. Then everybody's going to know who he is, and everybody will be talking about him. But uh, now the defense, I'm telling you, they're I think they're number I think they're right now number two or three overall, and um, they're going to surprise a lot of people. Again, that's more common ground. <laughs> but if you look at both of our teams, that's been the 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 surprising uh thing about both of them defense the defense yep i i i was completely convinced that the defense was going to be the weak point and they haven't been and same thing with you guys it's been fun to watch yep. it's been a long time since i've seen uh dallas have a defense out on the field that is, is a fun to watch and be good um minus the few lucky plays that golden taint had <laughs> i'm <laughs> i uh, miss him so much i don't know uh, yeah i bet you do i <laughs> cannot mr home stand mr hometown discount um i can't stand him either after he did what he did but still i miss him nah 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 but no it's it's fun to watch so dallas moves to two and two we got uh, got a date down in the armpit sunday night football (laughs) against the texans i like when you guys are on prime time because that's you know i get to watch which is nice for our podcast because i'm supposed to like actually like the world gets to watch supposed yeah and that's spencer so uh yeah so i actually get to watch it and uh you know take some notes and witness it and the nfl just rakes in rakes in the cash well and i like all the net all the networks all the networks. or not all the networks but nbc does well and i like to wa- i mean like you said i mean you're you think that zeke's the best in the game right now he is a talent and the dude can run and there were several runs he did against seahawks where it's just like blows your mind on what he can do mm-hmm and but he's one of several talents in the league right now that are just damn good at running back. Yep. And but he's fun. He's one of them that's super fun to watch. And it's just it, he just keeps on building that resume already. Yep. I mean, and after missing six games last year, but didn't he, I see he's on pace to art to uh, blow through his 2016 numbers? No problem. Blow through it with like 40, 50 less carries so far, <laughs> which is unbelievable. Um. But also, I mean, he's didn't even have a full year last year, but he's already over three thousand yards, you know, rushing. So he's he's fun to watch, and I'm glad he's on our team. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> fun to watch, and glad he's a cowboy. Exactly. Blech. My turn now. How's Penny doing? That's it. Rashad Penny. <laughs> Rashad Penny. Uh, that's all you got in your game. That's it. That's all I got. Well, I just I enjoyed it, and and I sometimes I forget how much I. And so we're on the West Coast, so our our early games are ten a.m. A lot of people hate that. I love it. Get up, have some breakfast, or have some breakfast while you're watching the game. Um, hopefully, you win, and then the rest of the day is just nice and easy, and you're just you know in a good mood. Yeah, happy, happy. Whereas, and if they lose, it could ruin your whole day. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Uh, all right, so Seahawks, uh, they won, but I'll tell you what, barely, barely, uh, and thanks, not without casualties. Thank, and and yeah, so it was an ugly win, and in all actuality, and I said it right after it ended, and lots of people said the same thing. It actually felt like a loss, and and I was shocked that they won. I was too, and it and it's you just the whole, especially the first half. Like I'm sitting there watching the first half, and I thought there's just 
this doesn't feel right, and this is going to be that game that they can't lose, but they're going to go down there and lose. And with everything that happened and the injuries and all that stuff, and yeah, it was great. It was it was weird because Janikowski kicks that game winning field goal, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even was like a, uh, I wasn't even excited. I'm like I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like. I put the arm up like, yeah, he did it. But at the same time, I'm literally already in my head thinking, oh, shit, Earl. Oh, shit, Disley. Yep. Um, oh, and my God. How did they just go 0 for 10 on third down and win a game? And win a game. That's impossible. It, what the hell? It shows you how why are they how hand- bad Arizona is. Well, yeah, and Arizona is terrible. Although, you know, I saw enough from their rookie quarterback that, you know, he, again, another bad team that has their quarterback i think he's he'll do fine down there um i i do want to say that that stadium is the devil and that i would like (laughs) it to go away and i'm glad that they're thinking about getting a new one because i hate that stadium with a passion and um yeah not only is super bowl 49 (laughs) there that that's that's just a start so you have that but we have now in that stadium was the end of Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, and now Earl Thomas. All three of those in that stupid stadium. All of them. So they need to burn it down. I hate it. Thank God we only have to go there once a season. Uh, it's it's cursed. Say and uh, say what you want. You know, Seattle fans. Obviously, you're burning his jersey already. But I know that's ridiculous. Say say what you want about Earl Thomas and his. You'll get to it. But his antics when he's being carted off the field. That's a huge loss to that defense. And there's a lot of that are like, eh, nah. It's like it's a pretty big playmaker who's now gone. Like, it even you well, just lost you, an all. Pro. What, you, what you have to do is take the take all the preseason crap, all the holdout stuff. Ignore all of that and just imagine if we were going through this and had he had a normal, yeah, preseason, everyone would be freaking out right now that you just lost Earl freaking Thomas. Yeah, especially after losing Cam and Sherman. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that sucked. So I hate that stadium with a passion. So, uh, but let's not talk about that. Let's get to my my uh, awesome and my bummer. Awesome. So Chris Carson didn't play, which was a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my my awesome is Mike Davis because he did play well. He he played really well, and for him to come in and he's always been one of those guys where, and I saw this with Rawls a lot the last couple of years too. When they got their opportunity, like they. They really tried hard yeah, to like, make why, a statement. Why aren't they starting? Right. And and Davis, you know, he, he got hurt last year, and he, he was doing really well. But, you know, he him and Rashad Penny together, I mean, they ran for 171 yards, averaged like five yards a carry. So that's pretty nice. I mean, Arizona's not a good team, but still, that's, that's even against bad teams, the Seahawks offensive line uh, could still hold. Yeah. They could still suck. But they actually did well, and 101 yards of that was Davis for on 21 carries, and so he was definitely you needed him in this whole like, hey, when is Seattle going to start like establishing the run mm-hmm. and being this with it. run first offense instead of like running in the first half and then not doing it again in the second half? Um, this, yeah, Seattle's uh, running backs the past few years since Marshawn left has kind of reminded me of what Dallas went through and like you know. Oh, Oh five, oh six, oh seven, where it was just trying to plug a guy in and you, see you which had, one fits. Uh, you, back then, you had uh, Julius Jones, Felix Jones, and and Marion Barber, and and when Barber would came in, come in and play, he well, he was my favorite running back in in high school. He just 
just straight, just yep. straight and run everybody over, you know, just, and that's why he only, he had a very, very short career. Um, but they, they had this weird rotation and every time Barber was in, everybody was like, why, why aren't they, why isn't he starting? And then eventually got to the point where he was the bell cow running back. And I, maybe, maybe it won't be this year, but maybe next year, I think Seattle will probably settle in with the, who their featured running back running back is. But I, still though, even though Mike Davis played well, I they really do miss having like a Lynch back. Well, there. but and that's the thing is is ever since Lynch, yeah, you're it's plug and play. All these different guys trying to find one that works. But the one of the problems is that Lynch was such a different type of running back. There's he could disguise a bad offensive line because it was so hard to get him down. Yep. So the dude would truck over everybody. And it's still hard to get and him down. And still, yeah, he had hey, he had a great game. Yeah. And so you go from Lynch that running style to now guys because you can't you can't replace that. There's not a lot of even as good as Zeke is like he he's not that type of running back. No. So now you got all these different guys. Carson's not that type of guy. Deshaun's not that type of guy. Mike's not that type of guy. So you, it, it's I think that's what makes it difficult in trying to find and like ooh this is the guy that's the future because well, now we're used to well it's that not, it's not only that it's also what they that position and that running back could do for the team um there's been multiple cowboys that have come out and said that watching the way zeke was running in that game against detroit fired the i mean the rest of us were you know we were amped yep. i mean including the defense so yep. seattle missing that lynch back there i mean still and i i know that's probably something that everyone always says but it's kind of true they they uh it it, it was nice to see Knowing that if something were to happen with Carson, because we can't trust his health, mm-hmm. uh, Penny is a rookie, rookie so you're yep. you're not sure what you've got there. So knowing that you have Mike Davis, and 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 Pete's already said that he's going to be an integral part now of of their running scheme. Yep. So so it was it was it was good to see, and something that we definitely needed to see. And uh, my thumbprint does not want to work today. Did you get it removed? Like, are you in the Men in Black? <laughs> the last suit you'll ever wear. All right, so that was my awesome. I guess that means it's time for my bummer. Bummer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so loud. I, I mentioned it already, but I have to mention it again. because and, and it's not going to be what everybody thinks. It's not going to be Earl Thomas. It's not going to be Will Disley. None of that. It's 0 for 10 on third down. Uh, the fact that you, as a team, were lucky enough to get out of there with a win after going 0 for 10. I repeat, 0 for 10 on third down conversions. Uh, balls. Did they, did they have a turnover? Balls. I don't think they had a turnover in this game. Did they? I'll pull up the stats. I'm on it. You're on it. I can't remember. I just, you know, like I said, it felt like a loss. And then all of a sudden, like all the stat part of it just kind of blurred away because all I could think about was Earl and Disley. But uh, yeah, 0 for 10, that's ridiculous. And, and then a lot of that comes from, again, play calling. They had a third and one and shoddy called a shitty play a pass play when they're running back like i said mike davis was having himself a game and they they called a pass play on third and one seattle did not have a turnover lame they called a pass play on third and one pass play on third and one who the hell does that oh wait that doesn't shock me at all brian schottenheimer does that (laughs) shoddy shoddy play calls they're super shoddy 
Yeah, so he uh oh he got a pretty shoddy offense. <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> they do actually, yeah. So third and one they called a pass play when their running back had been just you know, doing his job. So it's it was definitely a, a problem and and yeah. So but they did win, even though it sure felt like shit. <laughs> and uh Janikowski, good God. Um when you're when you're kind of hoping or wishing that maybe Walsh was there, which for I mean, maybe for a split second, split second. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But you know, he he misses two, uh, and they kept bringing up that he's trying to get used to a new holder, and, and it's like you've had a whole off season and a whole off season, and the dude is a. I mean, we're talking like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, year veteran. you're telling me that he's going to have a problem with a new, right? You know. Uh, you really think these guys are out there practicing? Yeah. I just excuse me. You think they're out there practicing? You know the this offense special teams are doing what they're doing all day long, and they yeah we'll do let's do ten kicks today. No, they're probably doing the much more than that. The uh, uh, <laughs> the fun thing though is I, I'm I'm actually hoping maybe he just continues to struggle. I mean he redeemed himself by getting the winning kick. Probably saved his job because. Uh, he, he's, they aren't the first two kicks he's missed, but I'm kind of hoping that, uh, they just give up and just let Dixon drop kick those freaking field goals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he can do it. Just let him do it. You, he could be a complete, or just never just always go for it on fourth down or, or punt it. Well, you could, but if you're punting from the 20 from your opponent's 20, I mean, he could do it. He could pin him at the one. I know, <laughs> but if you're going to be right there, you might as well just drop kick a field goal. I'm telling you, it could he, it could be a big deal. It could happen. So, uh, angry Doug was back. He made a couple of stupid mistakes, but he's rusty. Uh, again, on those over ten third downs, he he made the catch. You know when you ha- when you when you got a third and nine, and you run an eight yard route, right? That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, Russell wasn't exactly accurate either on some of the throws. Marshall dropped another. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know how much longer he's going to be on the team if he continues to drop passes. Told you they're not. Yeah, you did. I didn't listen. I t- I I didn't listen. Uh, o line looked great again. I tell you what, DJ Fluker. That's who they need to run behind all the time. Just right behind Fluker. Yeah, and he was he was a solid solid lineman in uh, in uh, San Diego. In Diago as well. Um, that was definitely a good pickup for Seattle. Uh, Wilson, like I said, wasn't great. 19 and 26 60 percent completion and that's that's awesome that's great 60 percent. i'll take that all day however uh he still looks like garbage <laughs> so there's that i have not been impressed with russell wilson all season and uh no touchdowns again not great but not terrible but i mean not where we need him to be so but they're also they're also dilfer. they're <laughs> a lot of dilfer today but they're also you know they're handcuffing the par guy like they're not even letting him loose I didn't. Want, I don't want him to chuck it every play. We talked about that last season. I don't want him to chuck it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he. But one of his strengths is the deep ball, and he doesn't do it. He had one attempt over fifteen yards. One throw. Yes, that on Sunday. Sounds like first. That sounds one. like game one and three for Dak. Just ridiculous. Uh, so <laughs> I wrote down play calling continues to be meh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where's the creativity? Where's the deep balls? Uh, where's the play action passes? Russell has one of the highest this really quarterback like ratings. Everything that's been coming out of Dallas is it? Yes, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, so he has one of the highest quarterback ratings when they use play action, 
yet they're not doing it. Why? Yep. I don't get it. Uh, if they're going to continue to be a vanilla, mediocre, boring offense, predictable offense, when the Rams come to town on Sunday, whole crap. <laughs> they're going to destroy you. So why don't we just let Russell loose? I don't that, know was a, that was a fun game to watch on Thursday. Oh, God, it was. Well, that's, a, the, that's the only thing that actually like makes me feel a little bit more confident about the, the game. They may have scored 38, but they gave up 31. So there's so so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> uh, so uh, and then just like you, like you said, defense continues to shine. It yep. continues to be the strong spot. Even after Earl gets hurt, uh, Trey Flowers looks great. Him and Shaq can handle the corners no problem. B-Max is stud. Um, not sure what they're going to do at free safety. It's going to be Tedrick Thompson for right now. Um, but they they did have they did some workouts and stuff. But uh, I'm I'm so uh, when you go back and listen to thirty five part one, you'll you'll hear how happy I am with where the defense is as the offense continues to struggle. But goddamn the defense, it's nice to be like pleasantly surprised by what they're doing. Right, it's fun. To, it's like you said, I didn't think at all this was going to be fun to watch. I didn't think so, but it is fun to actually watch. So yeah. So that's my game. Word. You're a quarter way through the season. Your team's two and two. After the first quarter, how are you feeling? Uh, cautiously optimistic. I like that. I'm still hanging around that that nine and seven, ten and six world. Yep. Uh, yeah. Cautiously optimistic. I hate to copy you, but I like that. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a granted it's an AFC game this coming uh, Sunday, Sunday night against Houston. But um, you know, now we're in. Now we're going to get into the next quarter of the season. Dallas gets uh, David Irving back after his four game suspension. That's going to be huge. Ooh, huge. That's that defensive line is going to be a problem. It'll be a problem. Um, but it's. So far, it's still still just a little too hard to tell how this team's going to be. I mean, two games struggled, two games have looked okay. So where are we at? Well, we talked about all the time about how you kind of you get your actual picture of what your team is after the first four games. However, I have no idea what my team is. <laughs> <laughs> so because I haven't, you've seen. I, I mean, same with Dallas. I mean, the first three games you guys struggle. And then you find them look really good against Detroit, but Detroit hasn't been that good. So it's like the Seahawks, right? You know they they win in Arizona, but Arizona's a terrible team. They should have blown them away, yet they didn't. So I, I the Seahawks could actually be four zero right now had things gone just a little bit different in each game. However, they're not, and they've got some problems. So as much as I'd like they to have say, some issues, they have some issues. As much as I'd like to say I know what they are, I have no clue, and that's. That freaks me out because I, <laughs> I kind of want to like have an idea of all right, cool. Uh, they're going to do this and this, and um, I can tell you what they're going to be. They're going to be you know two and three here in a second. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, so I do want to hit on Earl Thomas real quick because it's sad. It is sad. It is sad. It's the uh, the end of another era. Uh, he well. I would assume has played his last game as a Seahawk. I cannot imagine any way possible that he 
returns. Um, so for those of you that didn't see the game uh, or don't know what the hell, <laughs> I mean, you know, read the internet. The, uh, the internets. The internets. It was weird because it's the same leg he broke before, and he literally just dove over the guy, and it just he hit. It looked like a shin just hit him, and as soon as he went down, I was like, oh, it's got to be a knee or something. And then when they showed it in slow motion, and I went, oh, no, he just broke his leg. Yeah. <laughs> just broke his leg. Yep. And uh, and then he got caught off the field. And then, of course, the big story became as he's – and I saw it live, and I'm literally sitting there watching it with Misty. And they're carting him off the field, and I see him throw that middle finger up, and I'm like, I think he just flipped off the Seahawks sideline. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I rewind it back, and I'm like, look, that's Arizona right there. That means on the other side of the field, that's the Seahawks. And yep. he just flipped him off. Yep. And so that became the big story because, you know, who was he flipping off? Was it Pete Carroll? Was it John Schneider? He wasn't flipping off his teammates. He likes his teammates. Was he flipping off Russell Wilson? None of them like Russell Wilson. What's What was happening? And at first I'm like, well, shit, Earl. That's really classless. And, and what the hell are you doing? And then, you know, you get to think about Earl Thomas as a player. The dude is super super emotional in everything that he does on the field i mean the last time he broke his leg he literally his tweet was i'm gonna like retire retire. yeah and so he was caught up in the moment if you think about what just happened the whole reason he wanted an extension but it was also the same reason why the seahawks didn't want to give him one so so and and how everything had played out and that's how it ends and so bows against Dallas and then yeah bows out <laughs> against Arizona yeah and then well I saw it and was like okay well that's not that's not surprising and you can look at it whatever way you want but he was holding out because he wanted a new deal and he wanted to make sure his future was secure and then that happened and then you saw what Bell said he said you know. Well, actually, that was before the game. He said, "Don't worry, I'll, I'll continue to be yeah. the, uh, I'll continue to be the quote unquote bad guy." Well, and but well, what I was going to say was, and then it then also came out that you know Kansas City was working on trying to get him. Yep. And Seattle lowered their asking price, and kind of goes to show you that uh, some of the smarter writers that are covering the Cowboys said, "Oh yeah, it could happen." if Dallas is willing to pay a first round, you know, all this business, but really there's no way in hell Seattle is going to trade Earl Thomas to Dallas. In NFC, I, I never, an, an NFC team. Well, I don't think it's that. I never believed that they, I don't think that they wanted to give Earl what Earl wanted, not just in the extension, but obviously where he wanted to go is right. Dallas. Yeah. Had he handled it differently, maybe, maybe you trade him there. But you're right. You're talking about an NFC team. And because of how it all went down, I'm not giving if I'm if I'm John Schneider and Pete Carroll, that is the last place I'm sending him. Even if I lower my asking price, Dallas is not where he's going. Kansas City makes perfect sense. AFC team, get him out of here. Yep. Get something for him. Because now you're in a and I saw this tweet today, which was uh perfect. And it just makes you cry as a Seahawks fan because the Legion of boom is now officially dead, right? You have lost uh, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, 
the three, the heart of that, right? And you got absolutely nothing for all three of them. Nothing. Nada. Nada. Because the only way you're going to get something for Earl is if they do something crazy like franchise him and then trade him, which I don't see them doing. He's just going to be able to go. And he's going to tra- he's going to go somewhere else. And it depends on the and everyone's like, oh, we'll get a comp pick. That's not true. The role depends on well, who you sign a free agency, who where he goes, how much he signs for. The formulas we could end up getting zilch. Yeah. And so through all of this, like, I don't know, are you a big gambler? Like, I'm I'm not because no, I suck no, at it. Not really? Yeah. Well, they mean you just lost, but you lost all you lost three all pros and got zero, zero compensation for it. And and with Earl, both of both Earl and the Seahawks were gambling, and they both lost. Because Earl could have just kept holding out. He could have he could have just said, I'm gonna stay out until week ten when I have to report so my contract doesn't toll and 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 I'm just not gonna play and I'm gonna give up that money. But he didn't want to give up his game check. So he took the gamble in going out there because he was still playing at an all pro level. He Which went out, he was. Yeah, he was. So he's gonna go out there and he's gonna risk getting hurt so he gets his game checks. The Seahawks are gonna sit in there and they're trying to either make a trade or I don't think Based on what you're, what I'm hearing and looking at, I, I I don't I don't think that they were even close to an extension at all. Right. I mean, they were just trying to find the right trade partner and squeeze every last bit that you can get out of him on the field. But when you're in a league where it the current CBA, I mean it it it's really in favor of the owners, not oh, the yeah. players. Oh yeah. So we're in for some hell when this next CBA comes up. You and I are going to be sitting here talking about something else talking about the replacements that are going to be playing <laughs> so it's 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 a real bummer it's sad because earl but you know what now you can have them <laughs> and i'm not going to ask for anything in return you can have them and well what do you think honestly so he comes back we've already seen he can come back from a broken leg just fine it's the same leg it was a clean break no ligament damage no nothing would 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 jerry sign him as a free agent yep and you've seen what Ed Reed did in his 30s. Yep. So so do you think there's a, a good chance he's a Cowboy next year? Well, there's there's still a chance. Awesome. Definitely. Awesome. And I'd be happy for him. He'll, he'll go get money, and he'll play where he wants to play. Uh, the Seahawks screwed themselves. What can you do? Bummer. That's a bummer, <laughs> man. Bummer. Uh, all right. So... NFL story is a personal one for the Seahawks. Paul Allen, unfortunately, announced yesterday that his his cancer's back, and I just wanted to, to as a Seahawks fan, that's awful news. Uh, he's been a great owner, and uh, so that sucks. Well, just as a fan of humanity, of humanity, yeah, yeah, that's that's too bad. He's yeah. So I don't have much else to say except for he's going to battle it and stay involved with his team. His doctors, I guess, sound pretty optimistic uh fitz magic was a fluke shocking fitz tragic fitz. <laughs> uh were you i mean i i, I was i was surprised that it it went down and and just crashed that fast like it wasn't even like then, a steady like no yeah no it, it was just like <laughs> nope and then well and then james came in and then he looked awful too so i mean who knows maybe maybe they heard champ already named james the starter this coming yeah weekend. but you, did you hear what they said though Unless he gets hurt. Right. Unless he gets hurt. <laughs> or steals some crabs or gropes an Uber driver. Eats a W. Um, eats a W. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe Tampa's that team where they kind of are bouncing back and forth between who their starter is. I mean, I don't know. But that that's too bad. He had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, did you see Richard Sherman's tweet about the flags? Uh-uh. Okay, so Sherman, the roughing the passer stuff, although I don't feel like it was as bad this last week. No, it wasn't. I did notice tackles being made, though, where you could tell that those defensive players were making an effort to uh, do it a little differently. Um, let's see here. I want to pull up the toy. Richard. <laughs> So Richard Sherman came out and he's and you know Richard he's he's well he's vocal always has been uh, he said my question is why don't they just put flags on the quarterbacks they would rarely hit the ground then guys would be able to grab the flags and that would be a sack guys are losing thousands of dollars just doing their job something has to change um, I don't know if the league the league must have said something and so they're they definitely they were less calls what. The Cubbies are still playing. Are you kidding me? Oh, Jesus. Uh, all right. So uh, this, is a, this is a question. As a football fan, which you are. Uh-huh. <laughs> are we witnessing the next era in quarterbacks? Like right before our eyes. You've got this whole new batch of young guys. And I mean, obviously Brady's still there, Rogers still there, Ryan's still there, Breeze is still there, but but you're at the end of those. There, yes, you're at the very, very end. But now, and I know I was saying no, he's not yet, but still, he's a talent and he's out there. But I mean, you've got Goff, you've got Prescott, you got Wilson, who could still be good. Russell, um, you've got Rosen. You've obviously you've got Baker Mayfield. Um, Derek Carr, eh, not really sure what's. I don't know what's what, going what, on there. What, what's going on there? I mean, but still, another one who could be one of those. Um, Kirk Cousins, who I didn't think was deserved deserving of how much he got paid, but so far he's been a solid. We'll see what hashtag Jimmy Graham's going to do when he comes back. Um, Case Keenum, that was another one. Yep, but I, he's he Keenum and and Cousins are definitely on those a little bit lower tiers, but. Definitely the golf of the world, the Mahomes so far. Mahomes we'll see. Just been, the one thing with Mahomes is you saw how Dak was in sixteen, his rookie season, yeah. and he lit the world on fire. That's will it translate? As as Bill Parcells would always say, just put away the anointing oil for now. <laughs> well, and we'll see. They play Jacksonville this week, so yep. we'll see. Is is he going to be able? That's who play, right? Yeah, we'll see if they're yes. if they're able to how he does against that type of defense because Jacksonville is really really good on defense so yes, but Mahomes but that game last night was, or not, yeah was it last night was yep. just I mean you're th- you're sitting there and you're thinking okay well Kansas City is gonna here's their first loss you know Mahomes you know you're you did you did good but and then for him to lead that comeback and then for them to win I mean he just looked he made throws and I'm like oh Russell Wilson used to do that <laughs> <laughs> like, holy crap. So, did you see the Adam Schefter's tweet t- today about the numbers for the oh, first the, quarter the of the NFL, NFL season? Yeah. 3,030 points scored is the most through week four in NFL history. Yeah. 344 touchdowns, most through week four in NFL history. 228 touchdown passes, most through week four in NFL history. So, um, I would say that the game has shifted. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Definitely benefiting the offense. Yes. Uh, you weren't here, so we didn't get to talk about Jimmy Grabs and Sherman. Both get hurt. That's Too bad. Real, that's a real bummer. Definitely. Uh, sorry, so, Dennis. Yeah, I'm really sorry, Dennis. Uh, 
And then there wasn't anything else that really came up in the NFL. Anything else in the NFL that you want to bullshit about? Not nothing. Not nothing. <laughs> not nothing. Nothing. Nothing I can think of. Okay. All right. Primetime game. What do uh, what do you expect from your team versus what do you want to see versus what do they got to do to win? Oh, oh actually, I forgot. I totally diff- I d- didn't mention it. Wow. Just popped in my head because I was thinking about the game. Uh, what you got? What you got? What you got? So Monday mornings on 105.3 The Fan, Garrett has his you know, little show. He, Garrett's on Monday mornings. Jerry Jones is on Tuesday mornings. But anyways. I, um, I listen to the Jerry Jones one most of the time now. The Sunday or the the game against Detroit on Sunday, Dallas won the toss and they deferred. Oh, and, I saw And that was the first time I can remember in a long time that Dallas deferred. And it, I mean, it, it seemed to... It just seemed to work better. Dallas, is, they've got a solid defense. Um, you know, didn't start very well. Obviously, the very first run was like, okay, well, here we go. But no, um, putting Dallas's defense out there, they were able to to um, take care of what they needed to. And I, I don't know. I do you like when Seattle defers and? It's the usually it always works out. They'll get the ball right before half and maybe get either a touchdown or some or a field goal and then get the ball back right at half. And then I mean, deferring always seems like I hate. Well, first of all, I I hate deferring. Why don't you just say we're gonna kick the ball? <laughs> like I, we're gonna defer. Well, I mean, but seriously, like why don't you just get you won the toss? Do you want to kick or receive? Just say we want to kick the ball because that, when you say you're deferring. Are you really going to come out in the second half and your choice is going to be we're going to kick the ball? <laughs> it's not. Your choice is going to be we're going to receive the ball. So why don't you just say we want to kick? Uh, I actually like deferring because of your offense is going to get the ball to start the second half. And you're right. If if you're kind of tells you how you're going to you know attack the end of the first half. Yep. But I think I th- I like it because you're you're gonna again you see your defense first and you get an idea of what the opposing team what their plan is you get that view right away as oh this is what they're gonna try and do and then let your offense get out there make some adjustments on defense I, I don't have a problem with it I kind of like it I I really I enjoyed it and it was it was just weird it's like wait 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 a minute they deferred do they, do, they us- do they usually say we want so the ball? obviously Garrett and he he his answers get very boring just like most coaches unless it's mike leach um 50 <laughs> of the time <laughs> you know he said well no, no no there's times where we plan to defer but we just don't win the twin the coin toss and you know blah, blah 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 i was like yeah okay then really that's it's been that many years since you defer anyways but it was no that was an exciting little thing to see right, right off the bat uh anyways back to the Sunday night football against uh the texans texans um, it could get ugly fast in a good way or a bad way in a bad way oh yeah oh yeah I haven't watched any of the Houston Texans so I'm not sure what's happening there Houston's I mean they're not 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 the uh, they're not the high powered offense they were so far this year as they were last year before Watson got hurt but still Watson is a very big threat I mean he huge yeah, he's got the arm and he's got the speed when he takes off and run, uh, takes off and runs. Obviously, you've got uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins, who 
I'm going to say top two wide receiver in the league right now. Ooh. Top two? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it could get ugly fast. Um, but, and then they've got, you know, Will Fuller and, and then, but the the defense, you got Clowney and Watt to worry about. Um, it's in Houston. Dallas and Houston obviously have the rivalry, little in-state, you know, as Jerry put it this morning, the brother that you always want to beat, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I could. It's Sunday night football, and it always seems like uh, Sunday night football games for Dallas can get out of hand fast. Well, Houston's one and three. They just narrowly avoided a tie against the Colts, who literally played not to tie. Um, <laughs> he's. That poor coach now is never going to be able to live that down. Like, we don't want to tie. Oops. We don't play to tie. Poor Captain Andrew Luck. Uh, so they're one and three. So, I mean, they're not, it's not like you're up against a, they've lost to the, the Patriots, the Titans, and the, uh, the oversized helmets, the Giants. The Giants. Um, so, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Well, it's, but I mean, you're you're sitting here it, talking about how happy you are about your defense, right? But there's always those games because I mean, yeah, the defense has been good for these, you know, for the most part of these first four games. Let's see the next four games, and then right. we'll know. Okay, this this is a very good defense. Whereas, like with Jacksonville last year, you you know, by the time weeks 13, 14, 15 came around, you knew like Jack, yeah, Jacksonville. That's their identity. That defense is fantastic. That kind of thing. Dallas has been we've had a good defense so far, but we don't know for sure just yet. So if they come out and just absolutely dominate them, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Then rock and roll. Hopkins has got thirty receptions already. Um, but no, definitely look look to kind of the. I don't want to say the same game plan as Seattle because obviously that didn't work. Sure did. I mean, offensively, at least. Sure did. But um, you know, keep Watson contained. And, um, you know, luckily so far for Dallas, um, Byron Jones, who they moved to corner, who we talked about when once Richard came and said immediately he's going to corner. Byron Jones has been the number one, number two ranked corner in the league so far. So, uh, Sean Lee not playing this week. Sean Lee's not going to play this week. Ooh. He was out this past week against yeah. Detroit and then he most likely will not be playing, uh, this weekend against Houston. I was just reading the the Jerry Jones quotes from his. <laughs> okay, so did you get to the Houston in the naming? I have not. Uh, I just saw Ezekiel Elliott is banged up. Not to the extent that he wouldn't play, though. So that uh, came out a little bit because he had a little bit of a limp and, you know, just bumps, bumps and bruises and normal football stuff. But Ezekiel Elliott's the type of player. He's not going to miss a game unless he's got a torn ACL or, you know, broken leg. What what Jerry say about so <laughs> Jerry this morning on one hundred five three the fan said he was talking about uh, obviously they talked about the Detroit game they talked about the uh, football life for Romo um, who he said is Romo will be in the Ring of Honor so that was kind of interesting awesome um, and then the Texans game came up yeah. and then he brought up the whole you know in state rivalry. Always, I mean, it's always been, but uh, apparently Jerry owned the Texans' name, 
And surprisingly enough, being the salesman that he is, and he's always, you know, that kind of business, he he gave just gave them the name and didn't get anything in return. Well, that's just dumb. <laughs> and he was like, I, th- I can't remember his exact quote, but I think he said something like, uh, oh, yeah, I got it. You know, I was a little bit of a pushover in that point or whatever, but... Um, that, you know, that was interesting. Yeah, he owned the Texans' name, huh. and didn't then, get anything uh, for it. Didn't get any compensation. Well, it's just not good sales, right there. Um, and then he went right back to being angry. Well, not angry, but went back to um, reminiscing about Houston's opening game, which was against Dallas, and who they lost to. So the Houston Dallas games are they're fun. Probably more fun when they're in Dallas. Yeah. On your home turf. Yeah. Yeah. In Jerry World. I don't care. I just, one of these days, I just want to be down there and watch a game. Right. I, even if I'm not sitting down in the stands. Let's go. Just goes. Let's go. Stand. I mean, you can buy tickets to a game for 30 bucks. Well, let's go. And all you do is just stand on the outside. What are we waiting for? Let's go now. <laughs> well, not quite yet. But we should. One of these days. Come on, cheap flight to Dallas, can't we? Uh, flights aren't so cheap. Okay. Maybe we won't go. all right anything else about your game that you want to throw out there in the world Uh, i'm definitely excited to see the return of david irving he's yeah i mean he should be he should be ready to play and i don't see why they wouldn't put him out there obviously he wouldn't be playing uh his normal rotation they would get him ease him in but um with that rotation of of gregory and lawrence and taco and irving and and uh, crawford it's the the that defensive line and that for whole front seven when with uh you know Jalen and, and Van Der Esch and Sean Lee when he comes back, but then also, you know, Joe Thomas is just gonna be I'm more excited for the defense um towards the end of this year and, and next year. No, definitely excited just to see how where this defense goes, you know, toward for the rest of this year and then and then next year. Just it's exciting. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> Like I said, I'm happy it's a primetime game because, well, I take it back. <laughs> it all depends on what goes down with my game yeah. because, like you said, it's nice when you know your game, you get a win because then it doesn't necessarily ruin the rest of your day. But uh, I think if I just go into my game with super low expectations, <laughs> that I'll be fine, even if they get destroyed. Tell I'll you just, what, I mean, I'll just I'll be I, then I can actually enjoy the Dallas game because I want to, because of this podcast, I want to be able to sit there with my notepad and go and write notes about stuff that happens and not (laughs) stuff and things instead of sitting there watching the game with a bottle of bourbon in my hand with no notepad because I don't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) drinking going, ah, (laughs) look at that. (laughs) I, it could be, it could be bad. It could be, see what happens. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> me and bourbon. Man. The bourbon moan threw me off. Uh, <laughs> that's usually what it is, too. That's my bourbon moan. Uh, all right. So I literally wrote down Rams come to town. Yikes. <laughs> uh, oh, no, that's what I was going to say. Um, I, I'm so jealous because Sean McVay and that offense just... Oh, he just has him humming. He has him. Uh, McVeigh is so interesting, is my word. 
he i love watching the rams because you, you know the their offense is is nuts and and he doesn't give a flying crap about the defense at all he doesn't even pay attention he doesn't even pay attention they get done with an offensive series and he is over with goff they're talking about the offense and they're not even like he's ignoring what's happening on the field yep. doesn't even care well and that's a credit to wade phillips too who yeah. who is a great defensive yeah. coach you know obviously his time in dallas not that great of a head not coach i mean he had a great um you know 13 and 3 year but um and a great you know defense when he was there and there too but head coaching no but you know son of bum is holding down that defense yeah the uh mcveigh is him the way he calls the offense there and then the way old andy reed does now in kansas city yep it's fun to watch those offenses yep. it makes me jealous yep. because i know that russell could actually do that stuff and and he doesn't because he's being handcuffed so i i literally watched watching kansas city play last night made me even like look at my own offense it's the one thing with Andy reed like you said his offenses have always been fun to watch not necessarily when he was in, when he was in philly because it sucked but um no watching his his offenses is the thing of beauty well and it's just it's mcveigh it's the creativity like it's it's this is our identity and then we're going to get creative with it and it that doesn't mean you do trick plays you do all this crazy stuff you just you get creative yep. you don't you're you're not predictable and it's there you're you said it right they're humming and they're coming to seattle having the I, this is what's nuts so offense is for real they scored 33 against Oakland, 34 against Arizona, 35 against the Chargers, and then last week, 38 versus Minnesota. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, they gave up 31 versus Minnesota, but they still scored 38, and I don't see the Seahawks being able to score that many points because they're just not that good. You moving to standing up, are you? Chair getting you? There we go. Look at that. Fancy. Fancy Dancy. Yeah. Uh, you can move around in the room. You can no, feel it, the space. It's definitely going to be – that'll be a – I don't know. That'll be an exciting game to watch. Is that a 10 a.m. game? No. 1 p.m.? Yep. Mm, that might be nap time. <laughs> you got to watch it, man. If I'm going to watch your crappy game, you're going to watch my crappy game. Shit. That's what we got to do for each other. No, those, that'll, be, that'll be a good game. I'm, I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, I'm scared to watch it myself, honestly. Uh, two things need to happen. One, you got to limit the Rams scoring. Duh. And two, uh, you got to score a lot of points yourself. And then I forgot a third. Uh, you actually got to be creative on offense. <laughs> Can't have a shoddy offense. You got to have a good offense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I wrote down literally, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> you got Kendricks is out. So he finally got suspended indefinitely by the NFL. I, and I, I don't think he... I don't think he should have even been able to sign and play somewhere. No, I and I kind of I he, tend to he agree. He liter- literally pleaded guilty. Yeah, and you know, and the NFL was doing their investigation, which they're so quick on with other things. Oh yeah, totally. Sorry, could hold you, on. Could you make more noise? I, for that? I could. <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but like you I know did. what? We got three games out of him, and uh, he was good while he was here. But that means he's out. So now Calitro and uh griffin they'll probably be that'll be their space because kj's still not ready to go yep um 
they did work out and it sounds like they signed tj green from uh indianapolis that safety was second, he, was he the one who was asking where the food was yeah 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 so I did his, see that. they haven't officially announced anything but he's all over twitter being like oh i'm excited to be a seahawk <laughs> so there's no secret there dixon's not back until 10 28 we talked about earl and his injury but i didn't bring up disley because it's sad disley was he was off to having a great rookie year yep and just boom patellar injury done and it's unfortunate that's terrible so but now what do we do at tight end i have no freaking idea because vanette is not i mean he's okay but dixon is the guy you brought in and he's not eligible to come back yet he's announced he's coming back on the 28th so we still have a couple weeks to wait so what what's his deal again he got put on the ir with the intention to come back with the injury i can't remember what his injury. injury yeah i can't oh. remember what his injury is but he's he says he's coming back. So, and like I said earlier, Tedrick Thompson will be in for Earl. So, we will we will see what in our first game in the post Earl Thomas era, uh, how the safeties look. Because Goff, if he senses that there's some weaknesses out there, yeah, he'll exploit the crap. And he's, out of a, them. and he's a quarterback that's really impressed me because when he first started last, you know, last year or was it last year sixteen off yeah well last year was his first like was him mcveigh their first year of because with fisher that's he, right that's right that's he, right he they didn't fisher was an idiot um so yeah no then it was his time with fisher he didn't impress me at all and he just looked you didn't know like, what well, well, there's no i'm not i'm not seeing much there but that's then a fisher problem now you see i mean he looks he looks like a sharp smart quarterback him and Gurley. i mean it's just there's it's a scary offense and i um like i said i'm scared Gurley needs to catch up he's uh he's lacking in the rushing yards well that's because you got zeke man Just, you know nobody <laughs> can be as good as zeke look at me got <laughs> zeke Alea down I here think in dallas i think he's leading by like 100 120 130 yards Gurley, will he'll well they've been passing the ball so freaking much down there that's, I mean, that's true that's true they've been going nuts a little mike leach air raid going on down there 50 <laughs> percent of the time it works every time it works every time okay that doesn't make sense that, that'll make no sense all right so uh we're rolling right along here Jeez, it's gonna be a nice long episode social media mailbag dennis from ohio on the tweeter box what do you think of all the quarterbacks putting up these big numbers because the new quarterback protection rules good for the game i know defense wins championships but it's starting to flip the offense what do you think Are these rules the reasons why Mahomes can throw for six TDs, though? Trubisky, Trubisky can throw for six. I don't think I don't. I'm not. I'm not too sure that has anything to do with the the quarterback safety rules. I agree because you're you're. I mean, yeah, you're you. Fifteen yard penalty. Okay, great. You moved down the field, but the the quarterback still has to throw the six touchdowns. Yeah. So I think we're just in a really exciting era for quarterbacks do i think that the league is obviously uh favoring the offense well yeah duh and it has been you know yeah, over the past the, well, I, I think the tom brady rule is the first like yeah don't hit me in the knees <laughs> oh <laughs> i i still need to wear my uggs don't hit me in the legs <laughs> fair point yeah 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 uh the tfgif podcast we got a podcast friend uh have we seen the last of Earl Thomas in a Seahawks uniform? What do you think about his extra to the sideline? I'm getting carted away. For the record, he's been my favorite player for years and years and years, and I'm going to be bummed if he goes. That's Katie. 
Well, that's a great question, Katie. Uh, rewind the episode. <laughs> yes, he's absolutely played his last. I don't. There's like a point one percent chance he returns. Maybe. And me not being a Seahawks fan, think the same. Yeah, he's not going to come back. He's not coming back, and it's a bummer. It sucks. And when we hit stop here, I'm going to go cry some more. <laughs> so, uh, as always. Social media mailbag's fun. So when you see me post, I want your questions, your topics. What? I'm just dancing. Oh. Just. You should be dancing. <laughs> yeah. Um, be sure to submit your topics, your questions. Give us some stuff to discuss, even though we have plenty to discuss today, apparently. Game picks. Oh. oh. Let me get them. We're tied at 34. The winner at the end of the season gets a steak dinner. I can't wait. I think we'll have a party, and I will cook you a, a steak for the, the draft thing, and you'll be at the same time cooking me a steak <laughs> for winning the game picks. <laughs> be we'll a, see. We're only on week five. It'll be an awkward thing. All right. Don't forget to skip over your own game. Go. Ready? That's what I said. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thursday. Thursday night game, Indianapolis and New England. I'll take New England. And then we move to Sunday. Tennessee, Buffalo, take Tennessee. Miami, Cincinnati, take Miami. Baltimore, Cleveland, taking Cleveland. Green Bay, Detroit, taking Green Bay. Jacksonville, Kansas City, take Jacksonville. Denver, New York Jets, take Denver. Atlanta at Pittsburgh, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Uh, New York Giants at Carolina, taking Carolina. Oakland at LA Chargers, taking the Chargers. Minnesota at Philly, taking Minnesota. Arizona at San Francisco, taking Arizona. What a what a crappy game to pick. <laughs> uh, Rams at Seattle. Rams. And then Monday night game, Washington at New Orleans. I'm taking New Orleans. New Orleans. And then uh, total points scored Monday night football game. Let's go with 34. I said 38. So there's that. Uh, I have the New England Patriots beating the Colts. Sorry, Captain Andrew Luck. Uh, Mariota's having a good year, so Tennessee's going to beat Buffalo, and Buffalo's terrible. Uh, Cincinnati. Well, we thought that. Well, right. That's true. Um, Cincinnati's going to beat Miami. Cleveland is going to get another win and and beat Baltimore. Uh, Detroit is going to beat Green Bay. I know that's a weird one. Uh, Kansas City's going to beat Jacksonville because Mahomes is going to keep rolling. Denver will beat the Jets. Atlanta will beat the Steelers because the Steelers have some drama going on down there. Carolina will beat the Giants. Chargers win in Oakland or against Oakland. Uh, the Eagles aren't doing anything this season, so Minnesota is going to go to Philly and easily win that game. I actually originally I started marking an X on San Francisco, and then I was like, "What are you thinking?" <laughs> There's no better going to beat them. There's no freaking way. So then I changed it to Arizona. Uh, Dallas is going to get the win in Houston. You heard it here first, folks. I'm picking Dallas to win. I'm also picking New Orleans to win on Monday night. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, All right. As always, please share with your friends. Tell everyone you know about this podcast. If you're even if they're not Dallas or Seattle fans, just NFL fans. I think we have enough fun with all of football. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're rushing to get done because, good God, this is lasting forever. Um, so share us across social media universe. Give us reviews. Rate us. Uh, 
Please, please, please. All right. You skipped over your own game because it's time for winners. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. How is it going to go Sunday night in Houston? Oh, ready to go. You want me to give a score too? I do. Oh, I wasn't prepared for that. Real quick off the top of your head. <laughs> Real quick off the top of your head. Snap decision. Um, let's go. I'm gonna, so I'm taking Dallas. Shocking. Shocking. I know. Uh, I really do think that they can handle business uh, in Houston on uh, Sunday Night Football with uh, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. And Ugh. we'll hear about his RPOs. Oh, God. That's right. We get RPOs. <laughs> I am going to tally how many times I hear RPOs in that game. We're going to bring it up next we week. Make, there, so I'll share it with you. But there's a, a blogger I follow who covers the Cowboys, and he makes these uh, uh, bingo boards. Oh, jeez. And uh, that will be fun. Yeah. And then when you get when you get bingo, you get you know shots or whatever. Shot, but it, shot, but anyways, shot, 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 um, shot. Dallas goes down, goes down to Houston. Takes care of business. Takes care of business. I hate that song so much. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with a score of uh, 27-24. Ooh, it'll be another close one. Are you gonna win by a field goal? Like at the end, or is it gonna be like defense shuts them down? After I think you've had the lead for a little while. Yeah. All right. I like That's what that. I'm going with 27, 24. I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you, sir. <laughs> we are uh, at one of those games where you Homer Seahawk fans hate me because I'm not a Homer. And just because I'm a Seahawks fan does not mean I'm going to pick them to win every game because they will not win every game. So, and this is one of those games where they're just not going to win. And if you hate me for saying that, too bad. Please keep listening. So, (laughs) uh, I unfortunately, I just don't see how the Rams are just too good. And I I think that their their role will continue and and the Rams will win and they will beat the Seahawks and the score won't even be close. Not even close. It's going to be 38-13. Yikes. Yikes. And then we'll be here next week talking about all the things that went wrong. <laughs> hey, oh. you never know. It's a div- it's a division game. You're at home. I mean, weirder things have happened. Cleveland won a game this year. Come on. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, I, I, like I said, I will go with super low expectations. And if they win, I'll be happy. Right on. If not, you'll get that bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else you want to add? Nah. Nah. Nah, brah. I'm good. All right, man. Well, everybody, thanks for listening and joining us. And until next time, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. Why are you staying away over there? I don't know. I thought it was a cool effect. It is. (laughs) I'll keep it. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.